Good evening and welcome to everyone to our explorations in savagery on this New Year's Eve 2017. As always, with our brother Alok, Namaste. We, we wish you a new year filled with peace, and joy, inner progress, light, and the blessings always of Sri Aurobindo and Mother. Today we see a world in travail, an earth in crisis, rampant pollution, denudation of our forests. In the Amazon, thousands of trees cut in one day, and it's known as the lungs of the world. We see dioxins, pesticide use out of control, thinning of the ozone layer. Where does it end? It looks very bleak. And this is why I want to read you Mother's explanation of the New Year message of January 1958. Mother writes, In the course of one of our classes, I spoke of the limitless abundance of nature, the inexhaustible creatrix who takes the multitude of forms and mixes them together, separates them again, and remolds them, unmakes and destroys them, to move on to ever new combinations. It is a huge cauldron. I said, she stirs things inside and brings out something. It's no good. She throws it in again and takes something else. One or two forms or a hundred have no importance for her. There are thousands and thousands of forms. And then as for years, a hundred years, a thousand, millions of years, it is of no importance. You have eternity before you. It is quite obvious that nature enjoys all this and that she is not in a hurry. If she is told to rush rapidly through and finish this or that part of her work quickly, the reply is always the same. But why should I do so? Why? Doesn't it amuse you? The evening I told you about these things... I identified myself totally with nature. I joined in her game, and this movement of identification provoked a response, a sort of new intimacy between nature and myself, a long movement of growing closeness, which culminated in an experience which came on the 8th of November. Suddenly, nature understood. She understood that this new consciousness, which has just been born, does not seek to reject her, but wants to embrace her entirely. She understood that this new spirituality does not turn away from life, does not recoil in fear before the formidable amplitude of her mov movement, but wants, on the contrary, to integrate all its facets. She understood that the supermental consciousness is here not to diminish, but to complete her. 
Then from the supreme reality came this order, Awake, O nature, to the joy of collaboration. And the whole of nature suddenly rushed forward in a great surge of joy, saying, I accept, I shall collaborate. At the same time, there came a calm, an absolute tranquility, so that the bodily vessel could receive and contain, without breaking, without losing anything, the mighty flood of this joy of nature, which rushed forward as in a movement of gratitude. She accepted. She saw with all eternity before her that this supermental consciousness was going to fulfill her more perfectly, give a still greater strength to her movement, a greater amplitude, more possibilities to her play. And suddenly I heard, as if they came from all the corners of the earth, those great notes one sometimes hears in the subtle physical, a little like those of Beethoven's concerto in D major, which come in movement, moments of great progress, as though 50 orchestras had burst forth all in unison without a single false note to express the joy of this new communion between nature and spirit, the meeting of old friends who come together again after having been separated for so long. Then these words came, O nature, material mother, thou hast said that thou wilt collaborate, and there is no limit to the splendor of this collaboration. And the radiant felicity of this splendor was sensed in perfect peace. very beautiful, very powerful. There is a little background to this and a foreground. So the background of New Year messages uh, or rather New Year celebrations in the ashram, uh, it started in 1927, soon after the ashram was formally, if you may use the word, was created. So first time it was 31st December. 1927, when at midnight, as the clock struck 12, Mother's music ushered the new year. There was no message at that point of time. And uh, then from 1933, the messages, she started giving messages. And these messages would sometimes uh, be prophetic about what is going to come, sometimes a difficulty, sometimes very concretely she is indicating uh, what attitude we should take. Uh, for example, in 1955, you have the message. And yeah, I'm sure it must be there. Uh, no human will can finally prevail against the divine's will. Let us put ourselves deliberately and exclusively on the side of the divine, and the victory is ultimately certain. And she even said 14 months in a conversation that 14 months are going to be very difficult for everyone. So if you see from 1st January 1955, 14 months, it's exactly supramental manifestation which took place 14 months later on. Yeah. So, uh, and many of them she has explained, like 
men countries continents the choice is imperative truth or the abyss so she says that abyss is uh, lust for power and greed for money and she said the whole world seems to be reeling under that so there is um, you know these messages were an indication so it continued from 1933 onwards then if i am not mistaken 1933 was also the year or maybe it is 37 when she actually instead of the midnight it started morning meditation started you know for some time it was <coughs> 31st of december night that the new year was ushered in and then it started from uh, 1st of january early morning 6 o'clock when mother would greet bonani to everyone and then you know the music would flow in 65 she speaks about uh, sunil das music and she says it's wonderful i have been wanting this kind of music and it's a music which is coming from the high spheres and since then you will see that in in the actual recordings it's sunil das music with certain hymns which used to be there as part of the morning meditation until 94 we have sunil das music subsequently after his passing i think now they probably play the recordings and the message continues uh, message later on started getting distributed to all over not only within the ashram but to visitors and people outside message started going i don't remember which year probably it was 45 the purpose was that now that truth has to spread beyond so in the course of the journey soon after the supramental uh, manifestation within 2 years because supramental manifestation has taken place but if material nature does not accept it then what do you do man has to become receptive open but if material nature refuses she is far more powerful you know man is just a little tiny instrument then man's consciousness will not be able to receive it but then in 1958 she accepted and one of the first indications she gave of this event was to huta uh, yes. she sent a card to huta in which there was this uh, painting of shiva and parvati in that shivling and their union and the mother said you know what this is this is the union of the divine uh, and material nature so yes. she said you know and then she said that you know you know what is the message i am going to give so this what is going to be realized it has been foreseen and then she gives this message and then she says don't tell it to anyone <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to give this message because this experience is on 8th november yes uh, 1957 and the message is 1st january 1958 then people asked after the message that you know uh, mother what does it mean she says don't uh, think that your difficulty suddenly will vanish it doesn't work like that uh, so what it means is that nature has accepted material nature mind you material yes. nature has accepted yes. to incorporate this new substance into her being which means that in all creation which wherever material nature is there and everywhere a very body is formed with material nature something of this new substance will automatically go inside and um, uh, i i am fond of using this word that is like a new chip which has been introduced into material nature the supramental chip so very clandestinely the divine has done the divine surgery and all children who are born after that and 
sometimes you know people start saying oh you are born after that i was born before it doesn't matter because we all will be born <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not the end of the story but by the very fact of taking birth this chip gets activated you know it's it's there it's part of the material nature and i'm sure it's working inside even to alter dna to alter heredity bondages yes. which we do not know it's working in ways beyond our comprehension mother spoke about the diseases yeah diseases so many things so already we see that you know scientists are now trying to find the molecular basis and mm-hmm. alter it so this chip is working and is very evident uh, similarity between the uh, physical physiognomy of man and woman she said it's a part of the supramental action how is the supramental action taking place in the bodies uh, it's taking place because this new substance is there so nature is striving to create a new being which will be what has been foreseen as the supramental body uh, similarly we see a change of seasons now people use the word global warming and everything but even this is game plan see uh, as you were pointing out pollution and all these things uh, you know one way to look at it is as you you said you know it's people feel it's very dismal but um, uh, i have a slightly humorous aside to it millions of years back uh, there was a news being reported all over the world by unseen reporters <laughs> in unseen channels that earth is in danger why earth is in danger plants are producing too much oxygen and they don't have enough carbon dioxide to survive and very soon the plant species will be wiped out <laughs> so everybody all the plant spirits were sitting the gnomes and all these you know their spirit of plants what do we do they have a conference all of them are trying their intelligence whatever limited intelligence is and everyone what do we do we are the ones who are destroying ourselves by too much oxygen but we need it because we have to breathe in carbon dioxide we have to breathe out oxygen what do we do it's it's you know beyond us so you know it's given up uh, earth is going to die but god had another plan <laughs> and you are the mobile no that comes much later god created a species which will breathe in oxygen and give out carbon dioxide and reset a balance <laughs> so you know i have a uh, sneaky feeling that all this ozone layer being disrupted and all this maybe i am an incorrigible optimist but i and have absolute trust in grace that it knows its ways that maybe all this that is happening on one side things which are really like ozone layer being depleted uh, now i won't be surprised if the radiation which is now coming and affecting the human body and with its offshoot of cancers you know which is what people are scared of is also triggering certain uh, mechanisms certain processes within the human body which are needed for transmutation and um, you I know i feel it, that exactly yes and we may be, it it may not yes, be necessary to yes. go into details but there are indications in shubindo's yes. letters when niroda asks him for example that will the new body will have something like a radiation substance yeah. which contains in it radiation yeah. shubindo says well it's possible everything is possible but why think about it now something to that effect mm-hmm. meaning thereby that is possible so maybe you know we know for example that the cells and the genetic material mutates when there is radiation this knowledge we have but obviously we don't like it because this mutation means cancer but we don't know this mutation can also means evolution which is beyond exactly. our the second part about automobiles the actual pollution which is you know throttling the 
the the the lungs and breath of the human species well today i was reading a marvelous line in savitri uh, digging a tunnel through emergency yes so it is also true that all facing all these challenges which are unique mankind is suddenly beginning to become conscious uh, well you know we are polluting like that's why you know we speak today that about pollution about this and that and we want to reorient our lifestyle so even that so both these things are working uh, because uh, to ultimately help mankind evolve because material nature has accepted this new substance so children will change will grow more conscious and um, through ways and means beyond a reckoning the new consciousness is working and uh, for a long time in the ashram just a small little story mother had given people work to count the flowers and uh, yes the leaves and you know it, people Especially know about formation flowers yes and people know about the balcony darshan but there used to be several darshans of the mother and people would rush from one darshan to another for example there was something called as vegetable darshan mm. there was another called flower darshan yeah. and somebody you know human mind with this limited oh what is all this it's a cult no when people were counting they you know after all you are counting mechanically so they asked mother mother what is there i mean there is plenty i mean why do you ask us to count she said it's my account with material nature it's a promise i want to see whether she is creeping keeping her promise or not <laughs> i want to see whether she is um, she is just trying to fool or actually and that is a time when things came in abundance and then you see all the experiment divine love suddenly coming you know she is planted like this many yeah. of the uh, plants which are not seasonal to pondicherry and they don't grow in certain seasons have grown up here uh, even the way oroville land which was supposed to be a barren land has become so fertile so all this and many other things are happening because material nature has accepted yes. the new substance i always remember shri arbindo's reply to dilip kumar roy about the earth the earth is a conscious being yes and the world is only the form it takes to manifest that's it in fact he speaks of seven luminous arts yes which we basically is the principle earth principle earth principle exists in the divine um, as the condition for its manifestation that's why uh, if you go into the abstractions of philosophy you will say matter is also born with the spirit there is a whole you know philosophy like that that nature and the divine uh, both are eternal of course in the highest sense there is nothing else but the divine but both the spirit and matter both are eternal because the moment spirit uh, the, the conditions for manifestation have to take place for with matter but that matter is not this matter as we understand it it's a matter which has just the spirit has slightly condensed itself and become matter and then that's a subtlest of matter and it becomes more and more gross and dense and becomes this and that also uh, reminds me of another thing last time we test i think last time or maybe 17 november that about the mothers and children the supramental bodies and um, humanity has to reach a point of evolution where our sight will be able to perceive them while they are there and that body will become more and more dense very strangely uh, 
something I read today, I mean I had read all this but it suddenly came and the whole memory came back where mother speaks of it. Um, she says that, um, you know, the disciple has asked, is there life on other planets, other areas? Oh, she yeah. says life is everywhere. And he says, she says, but it is made of a matter uh, which is, uh, has a different density than our matter. And that is why our senses cannot experience that matter because the density is different. She doesn't use the word subtle matter. No. She doesn't say I'm talking about subtle physical beings. Mm -mm. She speaks about beings which are material beings, but made of a different density of matter. Now, maybe today when we talk about dark matter and, you know, antimatter and all these things in the universe, maybe there is a different organization of matter right here in the material world, not in the subtle physical, which we are not able to see at this point because our senses have been trained over millenniums to perceive only a certain type of density of matter. And we know it like sounds, we know very well that after all the ears can hear only between uh, a certain limited range of frequency. The eyes can see within a certain limited range. So even at the material level, there is a lot more that is happening, much more that is happening which we cannot yes. see. Lot more that is happening which I cannot hear. And one of the things that will happen with the supramental manifestation is that we will be able to experience all that which is yet hidden. Hidden not in subtle worlds. I am speaking just of material world. Uh, Shubhindo speaks of that, that you know the sight perceiving uh, this truth and the ears, truth hearing, truth seeing, mm. even in the most physical world, which we are not able to experience. It's a terrible limitation. So all this is going to open up with the new consciousness and I think children who are born nowadays mother spoke of child prodigies and you know with exceptional faculties at least whenever I watch some of these dance shows uh, Indian television I'm sure it's happening in America and other places I am amazed really amazed I mean four-year-old child yeah. five-year-old child I mean what people with great practice find it difficult to do it, they do it impromptu. This is not normal. I mean, it's like evolution has entered into an exponentially phase of, you know, like a geometrical progression. It's leaping, leaping, leaping. I saw an eight-year-old boy conducting an orchestra. Yes. Absolutely perfect beat and it's, everything. It's just amazing. And, and then in another YouTube thing, he's playing the violin perfectly. And mother spoke of this. She spoke of the child sure. prodigies. Yes. After this event. See, see after, there are yes, at least, yes. yes, after this event, yes. at least twice she speaks of the child prodigies and she says, this is an indication. She speaks about madness and she says, this is an indication. Yeah. Yeah. Because the norms are breaking. After all, people are beginning to experience. After this, people wanted to have psychedelic experiences because suddenly, mm -hmm. you know, they, they could sense there are other dimensions and they wanted to experience it. So many things are happening where, I mean, she has always said, let, let me make it very clear that Mother has always said this is not the right way to experience the hidden realities because you are projected into the lower vital worlds. So we must mention otherwise, yes, you know, absolutely. somebody would absolutely. think that mother, she could see the divine power working behind everything. And we are so blind that we see, you know, a blank even where divine power is obviously working. That is the difference between the human vision and the divine vision. In the mid-70s, Mary Helen had a vision of the supermental world, and she wrote it to Mother Fondant. 
And he said, your vision is absolutely correct. And she said, she saw Sri Aurobindo in a small body. And Madhav said, well, that's because his stature is still growing in the supermental consciousness. Yes. And we will see it. Yes. So, you know, these are indications that the supramental body is still there. I mean, it's there very much. Not the supramental body in the supramental world, but the supramentalized yeah, yeah, physical yes. body. Yes. So, um, you know, many such things. So, we should always greet the new year with, uh, in any case, we should greet every day with hope, full of hope and trust. And uh, I have very simple logic to it always. That's what, whenever somebody says, I say, if there is no divine, why worry? If there is divine, why worry? If there is no divine, there is nothing to worry. Because dust unto dust, into dust it lies. If there is divine, why worry? He knows it very well. He knows all our stupidities, our follies, our stumbles and uses even our ignorance for his purposes. That's why, you know, divine is not somebody who is just using the wisdom. He is using even our ignorance, even our capacity to destroy things. Ultimately, it's all from every side surrounded by the divine and pushed by the divine. And uh, I mean, last time I think you spoke about the apocalyptic vision where large masses of mankind may end into a self-destructive mode because it may be necessary as a process. So we are very attached to limited forms and limited periods of time. So we are always, you know, we are become very sentimental about these things. But the divine vision leaps across centuries. And I think with uh, this background, we can uh, page. read uh, page 704, 705. <clears throat> oh, yes. Mm. So, it's about the new creation and marvelous lines. It's the boon which is being given to Savitri. First, uh, what a way Shurabindo describes the supermind. Several places he has described it. It's so beautiful and it's incomparable. Yes. You know, the moment we try to put it in a scholarly, academic way, we lose its truth. So look here on page 704. Mind is not all his tireless climb can reach. There is a fire on the apex of the worlds. There is a house of the eternal's light. There is an infinite truth and absolute power. I mean, yeah. Supermind being there means absolute certainty. It takes into account all the possibilities and uses them. This also mother said when people asked her about the third world war she said that now that the supermind is there yes. it will use everything whatever happens all of it to hasten the manifestation upon earth divine manifestation. So she made it very clear that we should not even think negatively in that direction because it will just be unhappy unnecessarily. The spirit's mightiness shall cast off its mask. It may well be the casting off of the mask. Its greatness shall be felt shaping the world's course. 
it shall be seen in its own veilless beams a star rising from the inconscient night a sun climbing to supernature's peak now comes very interesting passage yes because when we share these thoughts sometimes people say oh that means we shouldn't worry war is taking place you know humanity is going down the drain pollution so you think we shouldn't worry each one must do what one is deeply inspired to do yes. we have been called for yoga we would do best to stick to yoga if we were meant to be activist we would be inspired to be an activist yes so if one feels and believes that one has to be an activist fine it's perfectly fine nothing wrong with that but if one is turned towards yoga then that is the best service he can do to the cause of the truth you know anil baran's case uh, shobinda told him not to shake from his not to abandon his seat yeah. and look what happened because he read about hindu muslim unity and shobinda's message he just went away just to create unity because he was driven by the sense of idealism and activism that oh i am doing shobinda's work and eventually it was a miserable thing to happen so it's it's not about preaching to others if i am drawn to activism and if i think it's an ignorant thing mental idealism is an ignorant thing but if one is drawn if one is in that stage fine but those who have been called to yoga have to be faithful to the yoga because that is the crucial point that some have to cross over without that you clean the earth everything you have done but the same human beings are inhabiting it so the solution will again that's what has happened all the pralayas so you'll have the same human beings inhabiting now a clean planet so what happens again the creation collapses that is what she says in our mind still the possibility is there because human consciousness is driven by the ego so there are few who will be called for this abandoning the dubious middle way you know this is not the middle way of the buddha but the middle way that the mind tries to take it is in that sense yes. mind yes uh, yeah yeah supernature and sup- no 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 uh, okay it's fine it's there but my problems and concerns are immediately you know this happening that is happening so it tries to take the middle way it's not the middle way of the mighty buddha middle way in that higher sense mm-hmm. Aba- that sense comes several places abandoning the dubious middle way if you shall glimpse the miraculous origin and some shall feel in you the secret force look how divine mother you know and mother has said very clearly when somebody was asked what does it mean initiation you have initiated someone into yoga she says when i say i have initiated the person that means i have revealed myself to that person and she says that coming to me should normally be toward the end of a long journey and not at the beginning and it happens i have seen you know it you just can't it's with great difficulty people like the books they like they like the thought but somehow this opening to mother the critical moment that which you know shapes your course that comes at a certain point of time when she decides when she chooses when the being is ready and we can see this here if you if you shall glimpse the miraculous origin and some shall feel in you the secret force even not all who are glimpsing 
and they shall turn to meet a nameless dread adventurers into a mightier day ascending out of the limiting breaths of mind they shall discover the world's huge design and step into the truth the right the vast satyam ritam rahatam of the vedas now against the revelation come you shall reveal to them the hidden eternities it is through her that we can arrive at that you shall reveal why because man cannot on his own he will lose balance several times we see that is the challenge supreme godhead tells savitri that man will collapse under the weight of the supramental truth so now he is telling okay i grant it but through you so you have to hold it and he uses the word my trusty time will manifest but you are the one who has to give it to man you have to make sure he is ready you have to prepare man basically is giving charge of the supramental manifestation to her that it will happen but it is through you that it has to happen so you see this marvelous line you shall reveal to them the hidden eternities the breath of infinitudes not yet revealed some rapture of the bliss that made the world some rush of the force of god's omnipotence some beam of the omniscient mystery but when the hour of the divine draws near the mighty mother shall take birth in time and god be born into the human clay in forms made ready by your human lives again people often wonder at these lines that what does it mean it means mother will come again in another human body and start the journey this uh, event was uh, just a preparatory event no it is very clear it's about the same thing that in the supramental body her supramental body it comes near to earth in human clay which has been made ready by your lives that god will step in it's a very very you know That's beautiful very line these four lines then shall the truth supreme be given to men again we have a wonderful description of the supermind and they remind us me of the description of brahman in kena upanishad there is a being beyond the being of mind an immeasurable cast into many forms a miracle of the multitudinous one there is a consciousness mind cannot touch its speech cannot utter nor its thought reveal it has no home on earth no center in man this is the difficulty there is no supporting point in the body or even the mind through which it can come maybe just a narrow little narrow wicket gate that the divine asks in synthesis he says very beautifully he says uh, it doesn't matter any name any form any symbol you use but allow a small little narrow gate wicket gate to the divine and then he says something very beautiful because of this the wise never give up on any person because they know that however far you may be however low you may be however ill bred you may be however darkness and obscurity you may be there is hope because all that he needs is a little opening 
and this is how I and I'm, the beauty of that word, the wicked gate. Yes, you, you remember wicked, that wicked in the gate is a uh, a small gate that's set into a larger gate or fence, and you've seen it in India when they don't want the cattle to cross, and they have the bars, and they have the small wicked gate that you can get in, but the animals can't. So yeah, it wicked is very symbolic. Beautiful, beautiful image. It's so interesting, you know, that uh, it says doesn't matter. So very often people wonder, am I opening to the mother this way, that way? Doesn't matter. Just call her. Do it in any which way. <laughs> Divine is not a, a super mathematician. I mean, he can be if we approach him that way. <laughs> But all that he needs is a small little opening. And that's how I understand this, you know, story of the Mahabharata. Toward the end, Krishna gives a choice to Duryodhana. He says, "Okay, you want the kingdom, you keep the kingdom. You want money, you keep the money. You want to be the head, uh, the great emperor, you be the emperor. But just give five villages to Pandavas so that they can establish the reign of Dharma there. Just five villages. Now Duryodhan is a, you know, has a wicked intelligence. So he knows that if you give five villages to the divine, he will end up claiming all." <laughs> It's very interesting. <laughs> he says, "No, he will look at it as a foolish thing he has done. What is there? Five villages, but he knows somewhere deep inside he is divine. He is not going to give up with five villages. Look, the story of Christ. What have the earth gave him? Just a cross, and what, I mean, just a cross. It's a horrible thing. Human consciousness. What has he returned to the divine advent? A cross." nails but look what shrivindu writes christ from his cross humanized, humanized europe. europe that's enough he says fine you give me the cross i'll turn cross into a symbol of divinity and human beings holding the cross in their hands will cross many despairing nights so all that he needs is a small opening but time to time these divine advents have come but center in man that's what they need in the body in the brain some foothold in matter inner consciousness foothold has been there but the outer being so he is reminding us it has no center in man no home on earth yet is the source of all things thought and done the fount of the creation and its works it is the origin of all truth here the sun orb of minds fragmentary rays infinity's heaven that spills the rain of god the immense that calls to man to expand the spirit the wide aim that justifies his narrow attempts a channel for the little he tastes of bliss and then he speaks of some shall be made the glories receptacles and vehicles of the eternal's luminous power again and again shubindu never promised that everybody from you know uh, north korea to the united states will suddenly wake up and be supramentalized no some and that some is a certain number that the divine mathematician yes. knows and who are they yeah <laughs> these are the high these are the high forerunners the heads of time we'll turn to the next page um 
दिया ऑल देन शेल चेंज ए मैजिक ऑर्डर कम बट बिफोर दैट यू नो वट इज द साइन द इंडिकेशन you know because everybody can claim i am a foreigner you know it's now it's a new batch <laughs> elite so people in ashram began to feel that they are elite why because they are foreigners supramental first in the race <laughs> and they had to get such a beating to understand no sir be on the ground don't forget without the divine you are nothing <laughs> with the divine you are everything everybody went through this beating and mother speaks of it man needs this beating he is he she says he is greater than the gods potentially but he has forgotten it and he is puffed up with pride so he needs the beating to roll into the mud to understand that well without the divine i am nothing so the sign of these foreigners is the eternal's <coughs> truth said mold his thoughts and acts they are not driven by desire and ego whatever their claims may be they are driven by the eternal truth their thoughts and their actions are moved by the divine will the eternal truth shall be his light and guide not a book or many books or this or that information but the eternal truth all then shall change a magic order come over topping this mechanical universe mm. a mightier race shall inhabit the mortal's world on nature's luminous tops on the spirit's crown you see it's very interesting we spoke about um, we spoke about you know um, the shiva and shakti material nature and mother gave that symbol you know it's very interesting in indian mythology these three trinities brahma vishnu and mahesh shiva only shiva has home on earth brahma is lives in some mysterious heaven brahmalo god knows you know wherever it is uh, then vishnu lives in vaikuntha it's not found on earth but no. shiva lives in kailash which is an earthly abode now what is kailash it's a peak of nature it's material it symbolizes material nature in its tops and that up till that there can be a touch of the divine and there may be some truth in it you know just as an aside i mean people may or may not know that mount kailash is the only peak which has never been scaled by any human being so far many have tried but it has not been scaled it's built like that it's supposed to be the abode of the god shivabindu speaks of that in mm. uh, while translating one of kalidas works now it's a symbol that there are in the high peaks of nature there can be a touch of the greater power that the spirit makes its ground that's how it starts some higher part in us responds to the touch but this time it doesn't stay there it comes down and down and down the golden light came down into my feet my earth is now thy playfield and thy seat this superman shall reign as king of life make earth almost the mate and peer of heaven and lead towards god and truth man's ignorant heart and lift towards godhead his mortality then comes this you know this um, these lines you know we read today yeah this on page 709 ah yes yes so you know he has already foreseen this so uh, what happens after this light manifest in the 
peaks of nature. Most of us are touched in some higher mind or some deeper heart to start. The yoga starts from there. But what happens subsequently? And that's where we see this message which you read about yes. material nature at one point accepts the light. And we have this description of this experience beautifully in Savitri, page 709. The truth above shall wake another truth. Even the dumb earth become a sentient force, conscious force. The spirit stops and nature's base shall draw. Now you know they begin to get attracted to yes, each other. Yes. Near, to Near to the secret of their separate truth. And know each other as one deity. The spirit shall look out through matter's gaze. And matter shall reveal the spirit's face. Then man and superman shall be at one. This is the kais, sign of superman. This earlier line, the higher kind shall lean to lift up man. This is the sign that he will draw earthly life closer and closer. He'll not abandon it. He'll not run away into some I am now a you know, guru and sit on a pedestal. Then man and superman shall be at one and all the earth become a single life. And you know, this is happening. I am so surprised and happily surprised. Um, yesterday itself, I met a very interesting young, young boy, 21. And this boy comes and tells me, you know, all that he has read, experienced. He had an experience of the Vedanta. Absolutely the sense of the one. And he doesn't know what he's experiencing. He said, you know, it was mind-blowing. <laughs> I said, yes, I understand it's mind-blowing. Then he said, you know, uh, but it's true, isn't it, that there, there are no measures of the mind? I said, yes, that is true, but you know, you must. I was cautioning. Then he says, but I want something more. What, what after this? I said, well, boy, that's the end that Vedanta can take you to. So he says, but I want more. I said, beyond it is Tantra. <laughs> discover the power that is hidden inside. He said, how do I discover? So I said, that is the mother. <laughs> you, <laughs> Vedanta will take you till that final witness Purusha, which is beyond the boundaries of body. He actually had an experience. I am not this body. I am not this life. I am not this mind. Mm-hmm. Not as thought, but actual experience. And he said, I was just a witness. Nothing else existed and everything. I said, yeah. He said, but, but what next? <laughs> so I said, next is Divine Mother beyond Vedanta. <laughs> and beyond Tantra also. Because Tantra also yes. conventionally, though it accepts in principle, the power operates in nature. So Shubhinder gives reference to that. That the power which is concealed in nature will spring out. So Tantra knows this truth. But... Shubhindu brings it to its completeness and Just, then we can yeah, yeah. on end uh, yeah no, no, you want to read something yes I, I was turning to page 710 so that we can finish with these wonderful lines which complete again complement you know what we just read once material nature accepts it I think mother has mentioned that the possibilities are limitless yes yes so what are the possibilities look here these separate selves, the spirit's oneness feel. Page 710. These separate selves is not just human beings. The members of constituent elements of our totality. Mind, life, body and of course. These senses of heavenly sense grow capable. 
the flesh and nerves of a strange ethereal joy and mortal bodies of immortality. Again he is not saying you will discover the consciousness of immortality inside. Mortal bodies, you will forget to die. You know, this I think the other day we were discussing, <laughs> Dr. Mandeep and myself, that you know this is a strange phenomenon in ashram. Sometimes you just wonder what is happening. Uh, I am sure this happens to her children at some point. As if, you know, people go into strange states, serious states on the verge of death. And what happens? So some people think they are clinging to life. But it may well be <laughs> the body has forgotten to die. <laughs> it just doesn't die. Yes. And we have seen now number of instances. Actually, we could publish papers, but we don't intend to because that's not what we are here for. <laughs> but it's a very interesting observation. And the body is going on, bouncing back, then going on. It's strange. Yes. You can't yes. understand and explain it on the basis of conventional medicine. In real good ICU settings, people may not be able to make it. And here we have a very ordinary baseline setting. Yeah. Yeah. And we are all very ordinary doctors <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> but neither the patient nor the matrix is ordinary. It's extraordinary. It's suffused with her grace. And what marvels. And we see it again and I again. See, I see it so often. Yes, yes. And now I am glad that you know he shares my experience. You know That's why people don't understand. Today they have put that silly notice. You know Some healer has come. Healing through grace. Healing beyond boundaries. Oh, I saw that yeah, notice. I spoke to the lady. You know, it's all so nonsense. And I have no reservations making it very evident. Uh, but anyways, they'll heal. So, but when they came, I said, I have one issue, uh, objection. I said, we are here opening only to mother and her grace. We don't believe in intermediaries, in priests and pandas. Who will become intermediaries between mother's force and us? Grace doesn't need intermediaries. Grace is grace and we are so privileged to be directly open. Now, after this exceptional privilege... Why do you want to go to an intermediary and if at all? 99% mother has said they bring nothing but the vital force, nothing else. And that's religion. That's religion. And worse, because it's religion yes. at least by belief you can open. But this is an occult play of energies. We don't yes. know what kind yes. of energies. Yeah. And we have such a privilege of being directly open to grace. Why would somebody want to you know, go through this process? Yes. But there are. So, you know, <laughs> so he is promising us that, you know, if we proceed along, this what will happen. A divine force shall flow through tissue and cell and take the charge of breath and speech and act. That's why the mother did not recommend pranayama. This also yeah. people ask. Are when the supramental force works, spontaneously the breath becomes a rhythmic flow. She has been described yeah. and in agenda she says, yes, yes, the breath. Yes. Shovindo's poem Transformation starts with this. My breath has become a subtle stream, rhythmic stream. Yeah. It's a spontaneous pranayam. And initially the heart will beat fast. All this will happen because it's not able to accept the force. But slowly, instantly it puts the breath into a different rhythm. So it will take charge of breath. And speech and act. And all the thoughts shall be a glow of suns. And every feeling a celestial thrill. Often a lustrous inner dawn shall come. Lighting the, slum lighting the chambers of the slumbering mind. 
His sudden bliss shall run through every limb and nature with a mightier presence fills. This is what we read today. Thus shall the earth open to divinity and common natures feel the wide uplift. Illumine common acts with the spirit's ray and meet the deity in common things. You know, some of the happiest people I see here are in the dining room. And when I came here, you know, intellectual arrogance. I, I was invited once to Auroville to give a talk. So along with me, there were some other friends, intellectual friends traveling. And they were very, oh, you have come. I was a newcomer. So what are you planning? I said, I don't know. I'll go and ask Chitradi wherever she sends me. Then couple of them laughed and ah she will send you to dining room as if going to dining room is something like low but some of the happiest people yeah. <laughs> I see are in the dining room strangely open they as if they understand the yoga in their bones <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that was my first training ground incidentally you know I used to come for 15 days 20 days and take up work in dining room washing section so once I picked up the plates and then the man next to me said, No, you are doing it the wrong way. And my doctor's pride was instantly hurt. He will teach me. <laughs> no, not, not that bad. But I said, Oh, he said, No, 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 no. Keep it back. So I put it back. Then in his own way, he taught me how to lift up the plate. It starts from there. <laughs> we think it's the end product. And then I realized how much of yoga you can do just by this yes, act. Yes. See, <laughs> made the deity in common things. I have a wonderful story about Huta. She was drying spoons. Yes. And another fellow was drying plates. And Huta said, I want to do plates. And he said, well, you see, you could do plates, but I'm not in the right consciousness when I do spoons. <laughs> yes. See, one of the persons, uh, we often think about these great luminaries who have written books and who are famous. But there are many persons in ashram who have realized wonderful things. One of them, uh, his name was Bihari. And he predicted his own time of death and told his friend. And gave away everything. He knew when he is going to leave the body, consciously left the body. About him, mother said something remarkable. Then someone complained that he doesn't come for darshans. Mother said it's not needed. He is always conscious of me within him. And uh, he is always living within me. Now this person, you know what work he was doing? He was doing banana service. That means cleaning the bananas and just putting them in the paper. In, in that uh, uh, fruit room. Yeah, fruit yeah. room. Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful thing. Meet the deity in common Come things. We don't have to do big things and, you know, that is not the sign. The sign is how much we are open to the new consciousness and to her grace. That's what matters. So he has made it sure Toward the end of Savitri. Don't think that uh, you know you will be in contact only while doing some extraordinary things. Often that time you are likely to be in contact with your ego. <laughs> but when you are doing common things, you are on ground earth. You know, Shirobindo's aphorism, two things which are perfectly pleasing to God in his servant. One who wipes, uh, sweeps his temple floors yeah. in silent adoration. And the other who fights the great battle, divine battle, for the divine consummation of humanity. And both for the divine are wonderful. So last four lines and we will stop. 
nature shall live to manifest secret god she realized this is within yes. me yes mother made her realize look yeah i am bringing out what is within you and it will make you more perfect more beautiful more happier the spirit shall take up the human play this earthly life become the life divine and this should be our bonani bonani